they're very intense. Like the way he kisses is just like, like you would think that there was a challenge. She had like peanut butter on all the sides of her mouth. And he, yeah. And that he was really trying to win that challenge. Hi, hi, Emily. Tara. Oh, hi, Tara. <laughs> it hits we, different. It just hits different. It just hits different. Yes. Kayla had a very busy week of grad school, so she is not recording with us, but I'm back and now she's gone. So you know what? We're just having a so lot really, of So really, who's getting fired? That's the yeah, question. I mean, honestly, we who's don't Who's getting know. replaced? We're just, we have a replacement um, on duty. So yeah, yeah. here we are. We're also recording during the daytime. There's a lot of mm. changes. Yeah, very, yeah. very new. We're really um, changing it up. We're really changing it up. We're keeping uh, everybody on their toes. So one of the best episodes I've seen in oh, a long yeah, time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, I know The Bachelorette is always better, but always superior. So let's just get her started. So let's get her started. We start off the episode picking up where we left off last week, which was before the rose ceremony. You all know we hate when they would do this, but it was necessary, actually, I will say. Completely necessary. Yeah. They totally had to save this because it was a big moment. So basically, Carl is on his shit, on his bullshit. Carl with a K is like, I'm not putting anyone on blast. Like, literally, you already did. And all the guys- You already did. The deed has been done. Like- My friend, I sent this to uh, to Emily and Kayla, but my friend- literally sent me an Instagram message because I posted on my story that I was watching The Bachelorette and I was like, Carl with a K, I'm ready for your bullshit. And she messaged me and she goes, Carl is a clown and she spelled it with a capital K. And I thought that was hilarious. And then she goes, I don't even watch the show. I just heard about this. I was like, oh, so now it's just common knowledge. After one week of shenanigans, Carl is always, he's already just like- Like a clown with a K. Literally public enemy number one. Um, He is the living worst. He's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. And they're all like, you literally already did it. Like, thank you so much. Yeah, there's always one. So annoying. Katie's crying. She decides that they're not going to finish the cocktail party and they're going to go straight to the rose ceremony. Greg goes and comforts Mm -hmm. her. Only time we see Greg the whole episode. Like, I know. Then he goes MIA, but he goes in and comforts classic already has a rose. So like his stakes are pretty low, but I feel like that helped actually in this situation. Cause it wasn't he, like, he was like yeah. grappling for time. Um, 100%. Trey at one point says, why are you like this to Carl? Which is, <laughs> that was my favorite part. So iconic. I freaking love Trey. Trey has been my favorite. Why are you like this? Why Between like him this? and Justin, their reactions to to anything really it just chef's kiss we're killing me and that's why i love the bachelorette so much more because the guys have the best fucking reactions they really do the women no offense to the women but it's usually resorts in like cattiness or like emotional the guys are just like what the hell is this clown talking about yeah clown with a k clown with a k so anyway we go straight to the rose ceremony and then she's giving out roses and um Mike, it's Mike who does mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. They unionize against Carl. They all <laughs> formed a freaking union. Actors' equity is quaking at house in their boots. The yeah, was. absolutely. This Literally was a very shaking. strong, quickly assembled union. They threw it together, yeah. and they're doing honestly, they're doing better than AEA right now. They so definitely are. Um, Most people and, are though. So so yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the bar is low, the, but they're doing really great. The union that my cat and I have is like stronger than. Absolutely. But so they unionize and Mike goes, 
you know what? We all just want to say that Carl is lying and we don't agree with anything he's saying. And she's like, is that true? Like you all agree with this? And they're all like, hell yeah, we do union, strong union. Mm -hmm. And so they literally were like, no, we're not dealing with this smart group of guys. Normally this drama would go on for like eight weeks. Exactly. And and we'd be like, yes, it would be another Luke P situation that we're not interested in watching. Yes. It made Hannah Brown season all the more interesting, but I don't want to watch Carl with a K. We, I I feel like our threshold Luke P was definitely a situation where I feel a lot of people watched it in real time and they were like, okay, why, why is he here? We don't want to watch this again. But once we watched Victoria go through each week on Matt James season, knowing that she was not meant to be there, knowing that Matt definitely didn't want her there. We were like, okay, we're done. If, if people are going to act and behave this way, they need to go out the gate. And I love that Katie just like, yeah, I'm so tired of the acting no bullshit. Out on show because like you can have drama without everybody being an asshole. Like you don't need to yes. keep the worst person around the whole time. To yeah. Have drama. 100%. It's almost going to happen. You have like 18 guys dating one woman. Like yeah, relax. it's going to come. Yeah. So totally unionized. She goes back, talks to Tasha and Kate, uh, Caitlin. And she's like, I was going to keep Carl. And I was like, girl, why? Like for what reason? Because the producers were like, keep so, Carl. Yeah. You have to keep, keep Carl with a K. Um, and then the union, very strong union said, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. So I was really continued. also happy that she talked to Tasha and Caitlin this time, instead of being like, Aaron, can I grab you for a second? Literally <laughs> boy, Aaron, Aaron, I want to talk to you. She fucking loves Aaron. Aaron has not a single thought behind his eyes. I wrote that note. He does like not. He does not. Times. I was like, <laughs> this, he is Connor Saley vibes. Like, yes. Connor, who's like my, one of my favorite bachelor. Love him. Of all time. I fucking he's love him. beautiful and, and just like, you can tell he's such a sweetie, but not a thought behind those beautiful so eyes. So checked out. Just where the fuck am I at yeah. all times? That is exactly how Aaron is. But, and I live for w- it. But wonderful and always. I mean, and like a good, genuinely both of them, great guys. So it's like, like, okay, yes. they're like good people. They're just literally like, I don't know Nothing where, where they Nothing are. Nothing rolling around in there, no. So um, Courtney with a key, Q goes through. Courtney with a Q goes Courtney. through. And then Trey, uh, who we love. And then Carl's like, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to get the rose. We're like, um, you probably should be a little bit, a little bit worried. Can we talk so about his like end. weird, like, like jab punches? What the hell was that? And then he was like, he was doing it and then he was guarding his face. And I'm like, oh, so do you do this like often? Are you, what are you doing? It was so, so weird. weird. He has the most intense energy that like, I just like creeps me out. Like if I met him at a bar with like the energy that he puts forward, I'd be like, ah, scariest guy ever. Like he like the eyes. I don't think he blinks. I don't think I've ever seen him blink. And I just don't trust someone who doesn't blink. If you, if any of you have caught him blinking, just like send us a yeah, just let like, us know. I'm not, con- I don't remain convinced, and so he's like not worried about it, and I'm like, you probably should be. Some of you should be really scared here, and you yeah. are one of those people, Carl. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not worried about it, whatever, and then it gets down to like some because ra- we still got some randoms. We're still weeding out some randoms. Yeah. But it gets down to like Aaron, no thoughts. Carl, and then my boyfriend, John, the bartender, who, thank God, he was bartender. I'm so happy he was eliminated because I would like to pursue him. So yeah, you'd like to slide into those DMs. Sorry, Ed. mm, No, I absolutely love John, the bartender. He deserved better, but yeah. And you could tell that like, it just wasn't right. He's very sweet, very kind. I'm I would not be surprised if he ended up on paradise, but he's very much, yeah, a paradise pick. He reminds me of a lot of the guys we saw last season, honestly, Mm -hmm. like who are just so sweet and pure, but Mm -hmm. like not, I'm like, you're just not going to just like Dr. Joe. 
Dr. Joe and John, the bartender, like the sweetest, most kind, pure angels. All the guys love them. So, you Mm -hmm. know, they're like a really good guy, but Mm -hmm. it was not, it wasn't his moment and that's okay because Aaron gets the last rose, which means fuck you, Carl, get out of my house. And we have to talk about Carl's exit. What an exit. The drama. Just. The fact that, like, he looks around, he knows none of the guys are going to say bye to him because he's a snake in the grass and he's been exposed. Literally the worst. He literally is like, oh, okay, I guess no one's going to say goodbye to me. Walks to the front, turns his back to Katie and watches all of the guys saying goodbye to each other and not him. And then he just leaves. It was so uncomfortable. What was that? It was like a toddler wanting attention so badly and like not knowing how to ask for it. So they're just like super dramatic. Like it was literally so childish. And I was like, you're a motivational speaker. Like, who are you motivating? He's a motivational speaker. I didn't even clock what he does for a living. I was too distracted by the zipper salesman and the traveling skin salesman. The traveling skin salesman, really, that was the end for me. I stopped reading the occupations. I was like, exactly. I was like, I can't read these anymore. Unless it's bartender, John, the bartender. That's normal. Thank you for being a bartender. Right. Yeah, exactly. But he's no. a motivational speaker. Yes. Yikes. Well, I don't know if he's going to be a motivational speaker after this. People are going to be like, like uh, we don't really think you're going to motivate us to do anything, dude. You know what he motivated? The men to unionize. He yes, motivated he the yes. other men to unionize against him. So you know what? Motivating people he, he to hate doing him. his job. Yeah. He's doing he a is good actually job. doing his job. Wow. I didn't think about it that way. But, but you know what? I loved Katie just stood there. She wasn't like, Carl, I'm sorry. No, No. she's no nonsense. And I fucking love it. No, because past people too would have cried. That would have really upset them. Like, I can't believe he didn't even say bye. I can't believe, you know, she was like, yeah, fuck you. Bye. Yeah. Get out. So he leaves. They applaud. The men all applaud. It was, they also applauded after John, the bartender left. And I was like, I like to think that they were clapping for him. I know that that's not what they were clapping for, but I was like, mm, yeah, bartender, you're a stand up uh. guy. <laughs> and then, so that's the end of that. I get why they saved that rose ceremony. It was very dramatic. Chris Harrison would say the most dramatic rose ceremony. <laughs> oh yeah. And he didn't need to. And that's what I loved. Yeah, you I know what that. I do? I like, I don't, I don't... Do that ever again, actually. I don't need to. Yeah. Sam, but you know what I do sort of it's not that I miss it. It's that, uh, the way that he would be like, gentlemen, if you did not receive a rose, please take a moment and say your goodbyes. It was very predictable. I feel like Caitlin and Tasia Queens, Queens, but they're like, guys, if you didn't get a rose, sorry, say (laughs) your goodbyes. (laughs) They're like, oops. Like, and I love it uh, because it's absolute queen. I live for it, but I'm never, I, 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 it keeps me on my toes because I never know what they're going to say. Always a surprise because Chris was so, we just knew exactly what he was going to say at all times. He was all business. Four lines. He was like, honestly, like if they made a, a like doll of Chris Harrison, you press the button and he has like five catchphrases. Yeah. If you pull the string in the back. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. 20 years. Um, yeah. that's literally, he said like five phrases in that whole time. So I do love mm-hmm. the Caitlin and Tasha. like, you never know. Yeah. I love them. So then yeah, Carl justice bye. then we go to the group date and then Oof, this there. group date. This- I know what an episode for him to be on, to be honest with you though. I really was surprised that this was the date Nick hosted. Like not that Nick's not a deep person, but I think of all dates, I wouldn't have expected this one out of him. I feel similarly. I feel like he, I think that Nick's whole thing is that he wants to show how much he's grown since he was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, also and he has, you can tell. Awkward that he was 
like Caitlin Bristow was there. Anyway, didn't even think about that. Oh my God. I um, never clocked that. Literally me neither. That's crazy. Um, no, but they're but, good now, right? Yeah. They're on I'm good terms. Good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that yeah. they've like, he's, she's gone on his podcast and stuff. Yeah. 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 And he's like helped her with, um, like her wine Oh yeah, label and stuff. I'm, so I think I'm they're sure okay. It's like not messy, but I forget. Like I always forget who dated who when it was like a contestant and whatever. And he went on Absolutely. to be Bachelor, so it's like he, I don't. Think and he was on Bachelor in Paradise. He was on The Bachelorette twice. Like no offense to Nick, but it's sort of hard to keep track of him. Yeah. Um, I and, really forgot about that. Same. And he's always on too. He always like co-hosts, but we always I think see him. the reason he did this date is because he's trying really hard to rebrand as someone who's very deep and emotional. Like I follow him totally. on TikTok and all of his TikToks are like giving advice about yeah. being vulnerable and all this stuff, which I love. Yeah, he did. He did that TikTok about um, how he's like, listen, if somebody says that uh, they don't they're not in the right place yeah. or like, you know, I don't know. He just got like really deep on TikTok recently. Yeah. And I was really, I was like, oh, that's why I follow him. Cause if he, he was all bullshit, I would not follow him. Yeah. No, I mean, we call her, we follow Connor Staley for the bullshit and we follow Nick Viola yeah. for the advice. Um, no, so yeah. he's definitely rebranding as someone who's very deep. And I feel like that's why he hosted this date was because it was obviously a very deep and emotional date. So basically mm-hmm. the whole date was like air your grievances and air mm-hmm. your, your baggage because we don't want to get to the point where, because we always do, where it's like final four and then you find out so they killed someone. a girlfriend, yeah. someone committed vehicular manslaughter. So like yeah. it's just it's crazy shit. Exactly. So I was like, yeah, tell us. And so we get Hunter who... Everyone I know did not like Hunter really or didn't care. Really? I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't care about him. Like he, he was just like sort of him. there. Yeah. yeah. He was just kind of like, you're just one of these guys. He reveals that he was married and has two kids and he like failed. He in his words, like failed his marriage and mm-hmm. didn't focus on it and didn't give it the attention it needed. And in, in doing that, like failed his children and that, in that, that own way. Oh my God. Hello. I know. Um, I can't talk today either. It's because it's the morning. I know. It's because it's like daytime. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, it's because the sun is out and I'm like, now I can't speak. Yeah. No, suddenly. But he opens up so much and you're like, oh my God, I love you so much. Like I just felt so bad for him. I was like, I'm so proud of him for talking about it. I think the reason I didn't really like him is he kind of reminded me of Blake Moynes before this moment. Um, just like, I don't know. I can see that. I could totally see that. Look similar. But they have a similar vibe. Yeah. So on the hunter train. And after what he does later in the episode, I'm like, you are a king and an icon. He really is. Yeah. Absolutely love him. So he airs that out and it's like very emotional. Um, Yeah. And I don't know if that's how they really did start it out or if that was the edit. But like, if that's how they started it out, I mean, that was, it it, it was emotional out the gate. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow, they're getting deep. Like they're not beating around the bush. You know why I like this date too? I always hate, and I've talked about this before, that on one-on-one dates, people feel like they have to air out all their baggage in order to stay. And I felt like this gave such a good platform to actually talk for all of the guys to talk it out. Mm -hmm. Um, The guys on the date, obviously not everyone was there, but then you don't have this moment like later, because it happens every episode where the one-on-one date just becomes 
it becomes a, a sob fest. Right. Yeah. It and becomes not, like a sob story. And I hate to disc, we don't want to discredit anybody's story. I mean, we talked about this on last week's episode when Kayla was talking about Christina and her upbringing and, you know, being an orphan raised in Russia, eating her own lipstick to survive. Like that's an intense story and it needs to be shared. I mean, she's such a strong person and she's sort of a special case, but I do feel like it's become the norm where people feel like they have to present this like very sad story or this like talk about all of their, you know, past trauma in order to survive on this show. And And this was great because they, like Katie was like, I know there's only what, like eight or 10 of you on this date, but let's just talk about it now. Right. And like it, I love it. And I, I like when they talk about their lives, like Michael A on his one-on-one later, which which we'll get to. Oh God. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my God, heartbreaking. Yeah. And I love that he shared that with her and he should have, but I often feel like it's, they end up grappling for a story, like trying mm-hmm. to find something. They're like in seventh mm-hmm. grade, I lost my shoe on the playground and I've never been the same since. Like, yeah. it's, they'll, they'll like make some shit up and you're like, yeah, so bizarre. So yeah. then having this platform for them to all actually share was great. However, then we get to Thomas and Thomas mm. says so much without saying a single damn thing. I know. And he was like, how the mighty have fallen, honestly. I mean, I didn't- I was, I loved him last week. Yeah, I was loved like, him. Impre- very impressed with him last week. And Me so too. Like, I know, um, cringe. He just literally says nothing at all and then smiles mm-hmm. so much as if he said anything at all. And like the other guys are sharing like deep things, of course. And he's just like, you know, I, I came here. I didn't, you know, I, at first I did do it for clout. <laughs> for fame. But then I met you and I was like, what am I witnessing? It was so yeah. all the guys. And here's were the like, thing. That's uh, that is completely valid because yeah. I, I I'm sorry. The one thing that I will throw Thomas, and this is the only thing I will throw him, <laughs> is that there's not a single person that came onto this show that didn't at least one percent think, right, yeah, this will be good for my Instagram. This will be good for my, this we've talked about this in the past. The show is not solely about finding love anymore. Now that you get all of these brand deals out of being on the show and gaining momentum, as far as, you know, social media followers go, there's no way that you're not coming on this show in the year 2021 and not even slightly thinking about what it could do for your career afterwards, especially considering only one person wins this show wins quote unquote, one person is left standing at the end of the show. If you know, that lead is lucky. So you have to think about that. You have to think about like, well, if I don't win, then what am I going to gain out of this? Right. I'm not saying that him being so outward about it was the way to go, but I will say the one thing I will give him is that he was dead honest about that. At least he yeah. wasn't like Jed. He was in a full-blown relationship and he came onto the show and he definitely did it for his music career. And yeah, he probably, you know, fell for Hannah in some capacity. That's what happens. But like, I don't know, Thomas, maybe don't say that proudly. That was my thing. He was so proud of himself, like smiling so much as if he had said anything at all. And the moment was to air your, your like past relationships kind of Mm -hmm. past. And he like, didn't, he was just like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of, I have a bunch of red flags. I'd be happy to discuss with you. Like he, and he did this throughout the whole episode, never answering a damn question. I mean, absolutely just d- did not understand the assignment. No. Um, so yeah, he talked forever and we were like, well, what the hell? And then 
moving on from that, all the guys were like, who are you? Connor B, who is a fave and increasingly a fave. I um, love him. I've loved I him love from him. day one. Like the cat costume was definitely like aggressive, yeah. but I loved him from day one. I always loved like the first time they showed him, it was like him as a math teacher. And I was like, mm-hmm. I love that. And like, yeah. I did really like him for me. The cat thing wouldn't have worked for me, but it was sure. And that's what matters. I'm not the bachelorette. Katie is. Absolutely. So, I am a big Connor B fan. Uh, he reveals that he had, uh, when he was like in his early twenties, um, drank a lot and, and cheated on his girlfriend while he was drunk and high after they had gotten in a fight and like really hurt her and, and just, and went, you know, did that. And like, before he said this, he was like talking about it and cheating is a huge deal. I'm not about to be like, it doesn't matter. But I thought he was literally going to say that he like killed someone. Killed like, someone. He, Me too. He was prefacing it and was like, I just don't know how to share this. And I was like, okay. I really God. thought he was going to be like, I got in a car and I, and I killed someone. Like I, I really literally. thought that was the direction it was going in. And then he was like, I cheated on her. And I was like, yeah, again, not that it, that's not a big deal. I would love to sort of have all the facts laid out for me if I was dating someone who had cheated in the past. Right. Like I would like that personally, but, um, yeah, he sort of talked about it like he had committed like a vehicular, man, vehicular manslaughter. Yes, like I literally yes. was waiting for him to be like, mm, yeah, I killed someone. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, but he cheated, which is horrible, but he, he yeah, but significantly less uh, offensive less than, you know, killing someone. Right. Like what the hell? So he, um, and then he talks about his growth from there and, and how he made him a better person and it made him a good, you know, that he's so ready now because he's been through that. So it's like, great. I love growth. Yeah. And giving me Zach vibes from like of Zach and Tasha. I was very similar. I was thinking the same. So yeah, I was a big fan of that. And then Katie speaks about her experience with sexual assault um, and reveals that she was drunk on new year's uh, like 10 years ago and um, was in a situation where there was not consent and she struggled afterwards. Uh, She kind of tried to enter a relationship with that person to try to like, act like it wasn't a big deal or like it didn't really happen. And then she struggled with being open sexually and, and having sex and it just affected her so much. And I like, I've been in a similar situation, um, pretty much down to like all of really all of it was just very like hit home for me. And I was so Mm -hmm. appreciative of her speaking about it on TV um, we've talked about this yeah. in the last few seasons as we've started this podcast, like they've gotten so much more open with what they show and what is discussed. And like, mm-hmm. they've, they're covering all the issues, which like is not what it's about. And it's about these people and their stories. They're real people, but it is like so comforting, um, having gone through a similar thing to have somebody that I, and I look up to Katie so much. So to hear her talk about it, uh, and talk about her experience and talk about her growth from there and becoming very sex positive as we know she is, um, was really beautiful and like really brave of her, I think to talk Absolutely. about, uh, in a group also of like 10 guys who you yeah. kind of know some of them, you don't know that well, like, really, really brave. And just like, I just love her so much. I mean, yeah. And it it sort of put the pieces together for me on why they've been promoting her as being such a sex positive person. Cause I've had this conversation on here and separately about like, why do they keep bringing that up? Like 
okay, she likes to have sex. Like, hell yeah, she's owning that. And that's great. That shouldn't be like her only brand. But I, I think that that piece of it sort of brought it home because she learned to conquer right. some really serious past trauma by sort of taking charge and not allowing that to be her brand per se, oh. but allowing it to be something that doesn't right define her control over her anymore. Right. And control her. And so I just really appreciate it. She also talks about, which I think is so important, so many young, maybe not any, as many anymore, but a lot of young girls watch the show. And so she talked about feeling responsible for a long time because she was drunk. And I mm-hmm. think one of the best things I've ever heard and after um, my experience was the consequence for getting too drunk is a hangover. It's not being taken advantage of. Yeah. So getting too drunk is never an excuse. And we know this like in, in talking about it, but when it happens, sometimes we think, well, I was just drunk and I was Mm -hmm. too drunk and I shouldn't have been that drunk or whatever. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have been at that bar. I shouldn't have been at that party. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have. And it's not, I shouldn't have, it's not your fault. And so talking about that too, I think was huge. um, With the viewers of this show. And I think that's something too, that like even older people need to hear. I mean, not just young girls, but you know, anybody, everybody needs to hear that. Like you're not responsible because you had one too many drinks, having too many drinks. The what's supposed to happen to you is you throw up and then you have a hangover the next day. Yeah. Not 100% being taken advantage of. So, and I also think sadly, like, I mean, the older generation, I think needs to hear it for a myriad of reasons in the event that it happened to them in the past during a period of time when that was sort of the response. If anything happened, you either swept it under the rug or they were like, well, how drunk were you? It's like, what were you wearing? That's not the question. Yeah. What were you wearing that night? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the older generation needs to hear it for that reason and to not continue to perpetuate that narrative because it's so tired. We need to start like holding people responsible for their actions and not holding women, especially responsible for getting quote unquote too drunk. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the only responsibility we need to. Yeah. And I was so grateful that after she shared that, that ABC posted the hotline for sexual assault. I thought that was really powerful. It added an extra layer of like, you know, to make it a safe space because I think that's important. And I think way too many people do feel scared, do feel like it's their fault or their responsibility to deal with. And it's unfortunately, you know, so much more common than you would think. And genuinely, like after hearing someone talk about it like that, I think it, it probably did open up some people, um, to understanding maybe their own experience or someone they love or know. So yeah. having the hotline there was like, yeah, I, th- I thought that that was really nice. I thought that that was just a great moment. And the guys handled, you know, I mean, they're not that I expect anything less and not that I'm praising the men because honestly it was all Katie, but they yeah. listened and they were so accepting. And, you know, some, some seasons you could have had like an asshole in the one-on-one interview being like, whatever, saying some shit that straight guys love to say. Um, oh and, yeah. And doing yeah. that little, little thing. And none of them did that, which I wouldn't expect. Well, she's got a really great group of guys. I mean, Carl with a K is gone and yeah. Thomas, you know, I, I have no idea what's about to happen with that, but for the most part, yeah, she's got a really great group of men. We we've been lucky to bachelorette seasons in a row have been filled to the brim with just like genuinely good men. 
really good people. So, so I expect nothing less. No. It's not like Chad was there and Chad was like, oh, uh, no. you know, right. No, they were all really great. And, um, and this whole date was really great because they all were willing to be open except Thomas who literally said nothing, but with a big like, fat smile on his face. Yeah. What, like they didn't show everyone, but like, it seemed like they all got a lot out of it. It seemed like they all were very comfortable and, and talking and everything like that. So great. And furthermore, day. I'm glad that like, she didn't sit there and say, I want you to all share your past trauma with me. And I'm not going to say a word. Like I'm not going to share anything. She did share something very personal. And I think that that is a testament to Katie's character and that she's reciprocal. Like you share something with her. She's going to share something with you. She's a queen. Yeah. I freaking love her. So then it cuts to Michael, um, talking to two of the other guys and he was talking about, cause I guess the guys probably came back from the date and we're like, we talked about our past and, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to like cry. Michael was like, I know me this episode. I was like tearing up. I know. He, um, talks about what a sweetie, oh, like the sweetest angel man. I literally I know. not. I like, I can't, him. I didn't know how I felt about him first episode. Like no, and not even in like a bad way, just in a way where I was like, oh, you're a little too, like, you seem really nervous. You seem really quirky. Like, well, and I, not that that's a bad thing. I just was like, I don't know how I feel. And then to hear his story and to hear the things he's experienced and to see the way that he's handled it with such grace and, um, empathy and compassion and honesty is really important and, and just, uh, changed the game for I me last night. I adore him. And I like, I was the same way. And sometimes too, I think, and this is nothing against parents who go on the show. Cause I think it's so important to have people who have kids, like people with yeah. all different types of backgrounds and families. But a lot of times people with kids come on the show and end up leaving because they miss their kid too much. And I yeah. worried that that would happen because I didn't not after, not this episode, but like when he, the first episode, I was like, Oh, is this going to be another thing where like mm-hmm. he comes on and then he, he's like upset and leaves. And I was, I was like worried. Cause I didn't want that to happen. I don't like watching that happen. It makes me upset for the, that person. Cause I feel like they feel like they're losing out the bachelorette often feels like they're like, it just, it sucks. It always sucks. So, but after this episode, I really think he is there for the right reasons. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, he was talking about his wife who passed from cancer, um, in 2019 and how they had been together for like 16 years. And, um, they were college sweethearts. They were college sweethearts and they had their son and, um, she unfortunately passed away and it was just so, but he's like talking to two other guys and the guys are just like, like, you think he was talking to Mike and another guy. Yeah. They're just like listening so sweetly. And I was like, they were so kind about it. And And that was again, another testament to how great these guys are. Right. They have each other's backs to each other and like, just really, Yeah. yeah. So great. Um, so we hear that then, and then we'll hear a little bit more about it later. But, and then I wrote big Justin fan over here. Probably he made some type of dumb face and I love, he, I love his faces. his faces. They, they just get me. I was like crying, laughing at some of them. I, I know. Like, I would love for him to make it very far, but I would also love to see him on paradise. Like he's a great paradise pick for me. I think absolutely paradise, like personified. Yes. Um, my personal paradise personified. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then, um, Connor B and her have a moment, uh, at the, at the cocktail party. I love Connor B the way he kisses stresses me out a whole Oh time. my God. I thank you for saying it because I just, it's always so intense and it's, it's just way too much for the moment. It's cringy. 
so much. Like he's not, that's what I feel with all of the guys I like the most is that they're not smooth. No. Uh, and no. Uh, that's like kind of weird for me, but I love them, but they're not sure. like smooth guys. They're not just like, Ooh, yeah. Like smooth talker. Like, Okay, and, but like, like he starts at a 12 and yeah. I could tell last night was the first time that I felt like Katie wasn't into it. Yeah. I felt like she was not that she's not into him, but I, you could tell that she was just like, no, we just had like a sweet moment. And Please then, don't stick your tongue down my throat. Like that's how it felt. Like, it felt very much like I'm, she like definitely pulled back like on the intensity of the kiss, I could like feel that body language shift yes. because she was just like, no, we had like a really sweet, like vulnerable, intense, emotional date, group date. Right. This is not the time to stick your tongue down my throat. No, oh, and they had just had another very nice, vulnerable moment. The two together, of them. just the two and of them. Yeah. Absolutely cleaning her out. Yeah, I mean, literally. Just- Oh my God. Like I like that was too much. Every time they kiss, I have to look away. Every time. It stresses me out. I'm like, ah, stop. Um, yes. That way with a, actually a few of the guys when they make out with her, something about it this season. There's just been really way too intense. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a COVID thing. Like maybe they're all like, we're finally out. <laughs> I know. Let me stick my tongue down like, someone's throat. I've been dying to do this for a year and a half. I know. Crazy. And like, as someone who does want to make out with everyone I see, I get it. Um, I do too. But like, at the same time, like at least like start with, at least start with a kiss, start with just a kiss. And then like, if you want to get there, that's whatever. But like, I don't know. You're coming in way too hot, y'all. They settle. in. And then Thomas comes and talks to her and is so manipulative and is like, I'm here for you and da da da. And I think it's just trying to convince her. Like he just says whatever he thinks she wants to hear. Uh, very yeah. clearly. As yeah. just saying, again, saying nothing while saying so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just like is talking and it's just manipulative. It's just very like, you know, trying to get her to like him, but say by saying whatever he thinks she wants to hear versus yeah. actually feeling things. Mm-hmm. So very weird. And then Aaron comes in, no fucking thoughts, just absolutely vibing. Vibe. Did you notice that they side hugged? They're bros. They're not, there's Aaron nothing. And going, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Total bro. There was a, it was a side hug. And I'm like, you guys are just friends. You guys are friends and it's great. Thomas basically doesn't feel good about his conversation with her, which he shouldn't because he said nothing and then goes back and interrupts Aaron. And as much as Aaron does not know what's going on, he sure did know what was happening in that moment. And he was like, what the fuck? I wonder, and maybe you can shed some light on this for me because you've been watching the show longer than I have. I wonder if when someone is like, can I steal you for a second? Is the lead not allowed to say no? I don't, I think that they are, they're allowed to say no, but like, I don't really know. I feel like she didn't really get asked. I kind of feel like he was just like, I'm back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just feel like in the past, whenever I see anybody do it, like they usually or bachelorette, right. They usually are like, they look at the person who they're with and they're like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, there must be a rule somewhere in there where they're not allowed to say no. They could be like, do you mind if I just have like five more minutes with this person? Right. But I think they, they, I want to say that production leaves it up to the people who are there, not the lead to figure that out. And the lead is just sort of there. Like, uh, I don't know. You figure it out amongst yourselves. The most, the most they'll say is like, give me like five more minutes, but they don't actually like, I feel like they're not allowed to say no. They're not actually allowed to say like, no, I don't want to talk to you again. It's always like, okay, just like give me a second. Cause I'm talking to this person. Right. 
That's very Or they true. try to say it in like an extremely gentle way. They're just like, right. I already talked to you. Um, I'm trying to talk to everybody tonight, but they're not allowed to be like, no. So right. I don't think she, I think she was super uncomfortable. And then honestly, I was surprised by the way the second part of their conversation went. Yeah. Once Thomas did actually get that time with her, yeah. she was, she was into it. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I mean, he's very, this is the thing. He's so manipulative. Cause he's like handsome. He has like a pretty smile. He's got like a good mm-hmm. jawline. Like mm-hmm. he's, and he's like, we said, like he smiles a lot. Like he's very proud of himself all the time. Very narcissistic, mm-hmm. but he like, I get it. I mean, I, it's like stupid and we see through it, but like, I get it but it's frustrating to watch. Yeah. And so, yeah, he like, yeah, he like comes back. He's trying to get that rose. I was nervous. He was going to, um, I was nervous. He was going to as well. And I was like, they set that up really well. They did. I know. God, he didn't. And then we cut back to the house. Michael a gets the one-on-one hell. Yes. Um, so excited about that because he did too group date. I know. I thought that was so perfect the talking. It was like, this is perfect. Perfect time. And like early enough on, like he deserved that. So, yeah. Um, and then they're like setting it up for the rose at the group date and Connor B gets it. So Heck yes, the makeout did not hurt her too much. Cause he did still get the rose. Um, no. And I think that she sort of did it purposefully. I think she pointedly did not give it to Thomas. Yeah, I agree. I feel like she was like, I know he's expecting this because he feels like he opened up to me so much, like, but he didn't. And he got it last week. Like he got the, that's right. He did. You're right. So like, it w- like, not that that doesn't happen. Like w- when the lead has a very clear favorite, a lot of times they'll just like get the rose before the ceremony a lot. Um, yeah. I think production stops that sometimes. I'm sure um, they do. But with this, I don't think she wanted to give it to Thomas genuinely, but I think he really thought that he was about to get it. And oh, so thousand percent. the men once again are unionizing this time against Thomas um, I loved the, the way that they cut to Connor B and he just was like, yeah, we've all decided that he he's got to go. And I was like, wow, this is cancel culture in a bubble. They're like, have Literally. we decided as a group he's got to go? Okay. He's the we, next to go. We just had a staff meeting and actually Thomas is voted <laughs> off the island. Like literally, truly, it's truly group, survivor it's, meets it's survivor. It's bachelorette a decision now, Katie, no offense, but like we're, we're, taking the the steering wheel on this one yeah 100 um, and then that, that's sort of how it felt and I was like it rubbed me the wrong way in like a slight way the way when he said it the second time he was like we've all decided that like Thomas yeah. has to go I was like well listen I'm not a Thomas fan anymore no. but that's not really your decision no not your call love you not yeah. your call yeah. um literally the strongest union that this country has ever seen. And then Aaron says, I think Thomas is a cancer. And I really thought we were talking Zodiac. And I was like, don't come for my people. I was like, it is cancer season, baby. Do not come for my, and then I was like, oh no, he is actually like literally a cancer. Like literal cancer. <laughs> like not okay. um, his Zodiac. Yeah. I need to chill out. I was like, okay, first of all, definitely a Pisces. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, he's a Gemini. He's a total Gemini. I should look that up, actually. You really should. He's such a Gemini. I've never met anyone with more Gemini energy. Um, Anyway, so I really thought we were talking about the Zodiac for, like, a hot second. Um, We weren't. And then we go to the one-on-one of the freaking century. Uh (laughs) She's had two really solid one-on-ones. She has. Greg and now Michael. I mean, like, 
Yeah. She's, she's got some great men. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more. It's great. It's awesome. And so Michael, I didn't really pay that much attention whenever they do like a driving rate driving date. I'm like, uh, bye. <laughs> yeah, no, I check out. I, the only time I checked in was that she flipped the, yeah. she flipped the car and I was like, holy shit. Was but she like, was such a trooper. Like they, the medic comes over and is like, you okay. And then you see the camera and she's like, yeah, I'm great. I'm fine. (laughs) She's like hanging. She's like, she's just hanging upside down. She's such a trooper. Love her. Uh, Um, yeah. didn't really pay attention to that. And then they do their racing and then they're like sitting in a field talking. And he says, it doesn't end an engagement. It begins at an engagement. And I was huge major. Yeah. And she was like major because like nobody says that it's all like this ends with engagement always we hear it constantly this franchise loves throwing that phrase around absolutely so I love that and she's throwing that phrase around she's like this is going to end in an engagement yeah and I I appreciate that but what I love about Michael is that it's not that these men who go on the show have never experienced love and we've seen divorces on here before Mm -hmm. we've seen um widows widowers on the show before but with Michael, like Michael was in love with this woman yeah. that he was married to. He literally married the love of his life. He knows what it's like to, to find that. He knows what it's like to nourish that and to appreciate that. And I, I have to say, this is, this is such a generalization, but not a lot of people know how to do that. And I think that there's something very special about someone who has had a healthy, happy not perfect marriage or union with someone loses that person and then has the courage to go out and try and find it again. And so he knows, you know, that life together does really start after you've decided to spend the rest of your life with someone and make that commitment. It's much bigger than just like, I'm going to win the bachelorette. Yeah. Well, it's huge. And they talk later when, you know, we go on to the next part of the date, which is when he really talks to her about his wife. Mm-hmm. And they have such an, a, a mature conversation because some women, women who I love, like Hannah B, for example, I don't think would handle this as well. I think mm-hmm. not because she would be like, screw you, but because it can be, especially for someone when you're like 23 years old in the bachelorette, it yes. can be scary to hear that someone has already been with the love of their life. It can feel intimidating. It may feel like, if you love her so much, are you really going to love me? Like there's mm-hmm. like a lot of feelings there that you have to be able to like get through. Yeah. Um, which is nothing compared to what he had to go through, of course. And I'm not really like, I'm just like in general, I, I imagine past bachelorettes um, or just contestants, this would be like kind of a hard pill to swallow. Um, 100%. And I think like, age does have a lot to do with it. Like definitely. Katie's, not older, but she's like, oh. how old is she? 29? 30. She's 30. She's 30. Yeah. yeah. She's well-rounded and grounded. And I, I love Hannah B as well. She's one of my favorites, but she was 23. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to handle that at 23 no. and I'm almost 30 and I so different, so yeah. different. And like you have to be able to have, and like, it's not just age. Like, I think there's just a, just a certain, I don't know, a quality of like, that Katie has that some bachelorettes haven't of just like being able to be discerning, being able to understand these things on a deeper level. It's not, I mean, it's like not about you, of course, but it's like, it's, 
it, it was just like beautiful. She was like, I know that what you had would not take away from what we have. I know that it doesn't yeah. mean that it's le- like, it's just like, I know that you still, you know, you love her and that's okay. Like, of course you do. Yeah. And it was yeah. so like, I would, that's what almost made me cry too, was just like, and I think he was just so over the moon to be able to have this conversation and, and to have like, that acceptance there, because yeah. like you said, a lot of people may have taken that and said like, well, you've already loved someone. Like, how are you going to love me? Katie's response was like, so amazing. And then of course gives him the rose. Duh, literally duh. duh. Like imagine if she hadn't. And then they made out and once again, intense kisser. Yeah. Very intense. Um, I true. think it's that they feel like fearful that they're not going to see her for like a week or whatever. I don't really know how it works in that house, but I think they're like, I have to do this as intensely as I can now because I'm not going to get my chance for another week, maybe possibly, or a couple weeks. It's yeah. They go in for the kill really hard. Yeah. It was intense. I mean, kind of warranted, but also I was like, Oh my God, once again, (laughs) cleaning her out. And then Katie says in like her voiceover slash interview, she's like, this is the start of me falling in love with Michael, which is huge. That's really huge. A big thing that obviously not, she doesn't, hasn't said that about anyone else yet. Yeah. That we know of. I don't know. They said, I think they asked her like, am I, are you falling for him? And she said, I think so. Yeah. Like, I think that's what this feels like right now, but she definitely didn't say it with as much conviction as she did for Michael. And, but it's just different. Yeah. It's, he's like, I mean, he, they just have different life experiences. I think the conversation she, I mean, the conversation she had with Greg last week was amazing. Oh, so great. Their connection was really, really great. But, but the conversation with Michael is just a different, yeah, it's a different thing. All the relationships are different. And so absolutely. And with Greg, I think that she like connected with him on the level of them both losing their dads with Michael. He opened up and shared something very heartbreaking. And sometimes, I mean, connections are, are, are different always, but I think that when someone opens up to you in that way, it's just like, it's very, it can be very magnetic. Yeah, no, I agree. And so it was great. Uh, great date gets a rose, of course. And then we go back to the house where everyone is talking shit about Thomas. Every yes. single person. like four different groups of guys are just sitting around like that fucking bastard. Yeah. Monster. And I was like, yeah. I, I, to be a fly on the wall. I know. I love it. I love to see it. The union stronger than ever having their staff meetings. And yeah. so then as they're all coming together, Hunter's like, I'm going to call his ass out. And I was like, call his but didn't they, have a con- they had a conversation, right? Hunter and Thomas before this, just the two of them where Hunter yeah. was like, it was very personal. And Hunter was a little bit like, listen, man, I just want to let you know that like, there are some harsh feelings in the house right now about yeah. you. And he was super like, not, um, he wasn't like warm, fuzzy about it, but he was friendly about it. He was like, yeah. I'm just letting you know, this is what's going on. And Thomas essentially was like, I really don't give a shit. Yeah. I feel like the rest of the guys just have like so much, they're just so much more mature about it. Like, he's like, I don't care that this is ruining it. It's about my relationship with Katie and all this shit. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, it is. But at the end of the day, like you have to go be roommates with all these guys. And then Hunter, basically they're all together now, all the guys in their union meeting and I love that it was like dead silent and the hunter just goes, okay, I'm just going to address this. Like, <laughs> yes. yes, go ahead. King, my new favorite, like my yes. top contestant. Um, he was like, you know, kind of calling him out. He was like, have you ever thought about being the bachelor? And Thomas 
once again takes the last seven minutes of the episode to fucking answer. He takes so long. He's like dodging the question. He's like, Whoa. oh, he loves to talk in circles and he loves to dodge the question. He it's sure so does. weird. He's like, well, we, you know, I mean, I think we all have the layer of coming on here. For, and it's like, yes, as we discussed, like, yes, that's kind of natural. Yes. It's not that it doesn't cross yeah. your mind, but most people coming on here are not gonna be so like narcissistic about it. You know what I mean? Like he was just very confident that something would come out of this for him, even if it wasn't Katie. And it's like, but, and so he finally says like, yes, I have considered it, but I'm not thinking like that now or like Mm -hmm. now, you know, I'm, what I have with Katie is real and all this stuff, which is basically what he said before about all of the other accusations or whatever. But this is what he said. And you want to know what's so interesting? I saw this. Uh, it was either on Twitter or Instagram last night when they had the first group date last week, week two. And the guys were running towards Katie. And, you know, they always go in for the the jump hug legs wrapped around them. It was Thomas and Carl. Thomas won. And I was elated last week because I just couldn't stand Carl. Carl. But what what a duo. They were both intensely running to get that. Like, so that's how you know that there are two people who are not excited about her. They just want to get to the top. Yeah. And it's to prove it to like the other guys too. Like it's to be like, Oh, 100% close. We are like whenever there's a guy who like kisses someone, you know, contestant in the lead, like kiss while they're on a group date or whatever. And you're like, what the fuck? Like very weird. Yeah. Just like off. Absolutely. But like Connor, B, Greg, now Michael, like those guys don't need to do that because they know that they have a connection with her. They don't need to do that. Because they see her enough one-on-one. I think Tom- Yeah. And also they just, they're, they seem to be more confident in who they are. Andrew didn't need to do that. And Andrew, like she and Andrew have a connection. He didn't need to do that. He was on that group date. He didn't need to run and like try to get her to jump into his arms. Like, because he's like, I know this person and we will have our time. We will have our moment. I feel like people who do that, that early on, it's different. Once you know that person, you're just excited to see them. Totally. People who do that, that early on, you're clearly just doing it for the camera time. You don't know her that well. Yeah. Super weird. Michael A's face for the entire conversation was sending me. He looked like like a whore in church. He was so uncomfortable. He was like, (laughs) he was like, oh my God, help. But I love him. And like, obviously. And then they they obviously cut to Justin. And whenever they cut to Justin, I just laugh. I, because he just brings me so much joy. The eyebrows bring me so much joy. I love him. Whoever does his brows, like literally call me. Um, I know, please. His face is just like my, my source of joy. I freak. And it's, and it's so genuine. He genuinely is confused by everything that Thomas says, by everything Carl says. He's just like, what? He is like, Trey was like, what is wrong with you? And Justin says it with his eyebrows. Literally. Like, (laughs) I love it so much. I like, I can't get over it. He's a reaction meme in the best way possible. Um, He's also like, so handsome. So it's not like he's oh, just, he's striking. He's strikingly handsome. So th- yeah. that's what I love even more about it is that he's like this gorgeous human who just has the best facial expression. <laughs> um, and it's like, it's not because he ever was like, 
no offense, but when you're like that hot, you don't have to be like the funny friend to compensate. It was, yeah. it's not because he ever had to like compensate for anything. He, no, he just is just reacting that way. Yeah, he He's just not is. doing it for the camera. He's not doing it to make his friend laugh. Like this is just, he just is. He is. And I yeah. love it. I love I Justin. do too. Justin for bachelor. Um, and so then we literally don't know anything about him other than he like makes amazing faces. And I'm like, I, I know nothing about him <laughs> and I want to know everything. I and he know. tries to tell me with his brows, but he just has, we haven't gotten the FaceTime it's the, yet. It's like how John the bartender's smile was for me. It's like, oh, I don't know yes. you, but I know you because of these qualities that you possess. 100%. So I freaking love him. And then that's kind of the end of the episode. We don't get the yeah. update yet. They're saving it for next time. Um, they were basically just like hitting Thomas with the heavy hitters and he is not, he's just being Thomas and not giving us anything. Go girl, give us nothing. A truly, so, truly. I'm, I mean, I think I'm intrigued. The, you know, the preview for next week's episode seems to point in the direction that Thomas is still, you know, kicking around and he and Katie have some semblance of a connection. Listen, with people who have those kinds, even if he's not a full-blown narcissist, you can tell he has some of those narcissistic qualities and they are very, they can be very attractive people. And it can be really hard to distinguish between like just being suave and charismatic, you know, because that's who you are as a person or genuinely being interested in someone, it can be really gripping on a person. So I understand, um, you know, if she keeps him around a little bit longer, but these men are not going to allow her to not have like an insight into what's yeah. actually and going on behind closed doors. It's not as easy as with Carl because she didn't really feel a connection with Carl. I don't think, no. like, I don't like there wasn't actually a connection. It was just kind of like, okay, I mean, I like him. I, I would have kept him, but like, it's fine. Like she didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was such a great loss. No, Versus no. Thomas, like she has a connection with him. So it's going to be mm-hmm. really, it's going to be harder for this union to tell her and to convince her because like, yeah. that, what like, local do you think they're in? Local no. 17. They're on a Lord D contract. Uh, <laughs> they're just like totally, I mean, I'm obsessed with them. They I know, be, I know. But I, but I do think that it's going to be, it's going to be a little similar to, um, I, I hope it's not the same, but I think it's going to be in the same vein as Hannah B and Luke P because right. Hannah B had a connection to him. And that's the only reason why it took that long. I'm sure producers were also involved, yeah. but I think that's the only reason why it took as long as it did to get him out. But to be honest with you, I'm glad that he stuck around for as long as he did because it was great drama. But also once she was done, like that is the most delicious thing to watch is when a woman is done with someone, especially a man to watch her like last one-on-one date with him and to watch how it shifted her perspective. And she like, the veil was lifted. The rose colored glasses came off. She was like, I cannot believe that I defended you for this long. Get out. And you know, so we might get some of that with Thomas because Katie is boiling it over. Yeah. Quick question, which this could be a spoiler. Have you looked at any of reality Steve's stuff about her final four? I haven't. Okay. I'm have not going to share it. Okay. I try I'm not, not to spoil this. I was really bad during Peter's season with all the spoilers. And I was mm-hmm. like, I need to know everything. Cause I like hated I know. watching it so much that I needed to know. Um, I know. And then so much of what he said was wrong. And then I just felt confused. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I enjoy it more if I like, don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you have a, aside from whatever he said, do you have like a prediction that you, or who you would like to see as the top four? I love Greg. 
I really think personally, I think she and Greg are end game. Like they gave me Zach and Tasha vibes, but now this whole thing with Michael sort of like, I don't know. I'm wondering if he's also going to be top four. I think that, um, I think she and Connor have such a great connection, but I just don't know if it's going to take him to the top four just based on her body language this last episode with him kissing her. I was like, Oh, that's the first time that I didn't feel like she was into it. And so that sort of like shook me a little bit. Um, and I think she and Andrew have a really good connection. Yeah. But I'm intrigued to see what happens with Thomas and I'm intrigued to see what happens with Blake. Me too. I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm with you. I think, I think Greg will be, I think I'm not a huge Greg fan personally. He's just like, really? Yeah. I just don't. I mean, I love, I mean, I love that they have the connection they have and they're yeah. dad, being able to talk about their dads. Like I don't have anything. I mean, I've also seen some TikToks about him where people have like, think that he's like an actor and like, there's I've heard about this online yes. and I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, Greg's not someone who I like looked at and was like, oh my God, yes. But the connection between the two of them is the reason why I, I agree. Root I like, him. I like the connection and I like that she has someone, you know, who's gone through something similar with her dad. I just, right. He gives me a little bit of like a, so I don't know, like so nice, but not quite genuine. And Mm. I don't know what it is. Um, and like even his nervousness night one, which I liked, like, I thought it was sweet, but I also was like, something about this doesn't seem real. Mm. Mm -hmm. But I I do think he'll be top four. I think that she really likes him. So I think he'll be top four. I think Michael will be, um, I think, yeah, I agree with you on Connor. I think maybe it could take him through. They're also giving him so much screen time that it seems like he might yeah. make it more. Yeah. Just because of that, honestly. Because, like, yeah. he's just, I think, honestly, I don't think that their physical connection is going to work. Like, I would say he would be in fourth. Um, I would love, I would, I think Andrew, maybe, yeah. I would love to see, I'm trying to think of who they're giving screen time to. I mean, they really haven't given, Yeah. other than Aaron, I think Aaron will be, like, sixth or seventh. Like, I think he's going to make it far. Definitely, I, I just do don't think he's going to be like, and because they're friends, like we said, like they're friends, right. he's going to make it like pretty far and then be on paradise and like, yes, go about his life. We will see. I mean, that's really, yeah. Once we get Blake Moines next week, oh, yeah, I, that's, that, that's also, I think gonna that could or could not throw a wrench in. I felt the same way about Heather. I was like, could be this could problem. throw a big wrench in or it could be nothing. So and I'm not sure which direction it's going to go in. It seems like he does kind of stick around. So all right, I could see him being that fourth person that we're kind of trying to, trying to find right now. And who knows, maybe when he comes back, I'll like him more. Like maybe I'll like him more with Katie. Maybe. Um, anyway, that's the episode. That's we that. did it. Yeah. Do we have any, we have any gossips? Hot gossip? Did you guys talk about Ari and Lauren having their twins? No. Oh, Ari and Lauren. That- Ari and Lauren had their twins. Great. Um, if we did, I missed it last week. Yeah. I yeah. I, I don't remember, but yeah, that did happen. I might have. Ha- I don't remember. It might have just happened like after you recorded, and that's yeah. Why I couldn't remember, but yeah, they had their babies, so that's exciting for them. Um, Wait, we love that. Zach and Tasha like hadn't anything else. They hadn't posted together in a long time, and I was like getting a little worried that they'd broken up, even though she still wears her engagement ring. And then he just posted with her, so like they're good. He did. I think that, yeah, they're fine. I think that they're just not like I think at first they started off really heavy handed with posting together because they always do. Sure. Everyone always does, and then well, I, I think, think that they couldn't for so long, so they were like, right. now we can share it with the world, right. and then it just started to dwindle because they're they're mature adults 
They're in like, like Zach's like in his late mid to late thirties. He's like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm with this woman and no one else needs to know about our business. Like she was, she was filming the show. That's true. So it's like, I think like she was isolated. I think, I mean, they're great. And I didn't worry about it, but I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, couples on the show are so heavy handed with posting together. Social media. It's all just like, I mean, that's why people follow them, you know? Yeah. But I also love that both of them post about their own things, their own accomplishments. Like Mm -hmm. Tisha has done amazing things in the last few months. Zach is Mm -hmm. doing amazing things with his recovery program. And they're both able to post about those things without having to be like, this is my fiance. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I love that. And, um, Kayla Miller keys and Deanie babies just celebrated their two year anniversary. They're so cute. Like what a twist. I I was so, I love them so much. I mean, at least I love watching them. I, I, they are like the, a couple I never thought would have gotten together and they seem so compatible for one another. It's nuts. I love it. Like, I'm very here for it. Honestly, I was so mad at him when he left paradise. I'm like, abandoned her. Um, and then yeah. <laughs> back. I mean, I honestly too, I'm so happy that she forgave him. Cause if it had been me, it's, it's, I'm very like no second chances. And if someone had done mm-hmm. that to me, I would have been like, get the fuck out. But I'm glad that she didn't do that. Cause I really do like them together. Um, I do too. And I think that they've like, they balance each other out. Like he mellows her out because she, I don't really know what her personality was like before this. I I did watch her on Colton season and obviously she was like, you know, a pageant queen and like, didn't really know what her likes or dislikes were outside of that. But like, he is so free spirit. And so I figured that the two of them would never collide. And like, she goes on adventures with him and, and she also makes him, I think a little bit more, um, like regimented, like she totally. like sort of reels him in a little bit, which I think is totally. really cool. And they balance each other out really nicely. I, I love like that. It. I, that's why I love paradise too. I feel like you get such cool couples out of it. Yes. I feel like a lot of the really Raven cool and Adam. Couples. Yeah. Ugh. Even if they don't end up like working, I just, I always just feel like I, mean, I feel I'm more attached to those couples than I do honestly, bachelor or bachelorette couples. You're watching more than one the whole time. So you're like, yes. there's just, it's engaging. You're not just- I can't watching. wait. I cannot wait for it to come back. I like watching that. For me, it goes mm, bachelorette and, and bachelor in paradise. I Like depending on the season, yeah. one goes above the other, but like they're pretty even killed. And then the bachelor is like way below on the floor. No. I just, I don't like watching the bachelor. I agree. I think that it just honestly, and everybody, everyone has critiqued this for like years, how it's so misogynistic, but it like really is. I mean, nobody's wrong about that. It frames women to be petty and horrible. (laughs) Yes. And it brings out the worst sides in them. It brings up the worst sides in them. It's just like, and it's hard to watch because it's like, there's always so much drama. Like there's drama on The Bachelorette. We're watching it right now. But the guys, like, first of all, the guys fucking unionized to deal with it. (laughs) Like the women- unfortunately don't really get that opportunity. They just kind no. of like, I hate this person. So yeah. anyway, I'm so excited for paradise. I can't wait. I am too. I'm also loving this season. And I think that this episode, I am too. And, and again, I'm-, I'm loving the men on the season. Didn't love a lot of the women on last season. I, no. there was a select handful, but this paradise turnout is going to be super interesting. Cause it's going to be a collective from a bunch of different seasons. Oh, wow. There's a lot to choose from here. It's oh, going to wow. be really interesting and I can't wait to see it. 
Yay. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me, Tara. Thank you. Um, yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so I glad. Mean, literally whenever you want. Uh, Love. <laughs> we're like, but Kayla and I will ho- hopefully. I think you guys back. will be back next week I and then we'll I'll be also back. be there. And it'll be the first time this season that the three of us have been together. Cause I wasn't there for week one. What? You weren't there last week. Kayla's not here this week. So hopefully next week, you know, okay. we'll hit the trifecta. I love it. Back in All right. All Thanks right. for listening. Um, subscribe, follow, share. Don't leave any bad comments, mean comments. Emily will delete them. I will delete them. Uh, something that I totally have the power to do. And follow us on Instagram if you don't at Don't Insult My Podcast. Bye.